This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to let you know that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Over 2 million men worldwide have joined the movement for all their below the waist needs. Engineers for the last 18 months have perfected the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. You can choose the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other items by going to manscaped.com and you can also save 20% by using the promo code State of Saints. That's manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints and save 20% on the Lawnmower 3.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com.
what the heck am I? T- I'm sorry, man. I, I, I've been on mute. I've been on mute this entire time. I, I apologize. I didn't even see the comments. So let's go ahead and backtrack. I've been talking to myself for the last six minutes, but here we go. What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And I want to say to each and every one of you out there, thank you so much for spending your Wednesday checking out the State of the Saints podcast. And that's one of the main reasons why it's very important for me to put up the comments. (laughs) But anyway... Look, we're talking about the NFL draft, all right? We're talking about the first three rounds of the NFL draft. So the Saints, I got the list right here. The Saints have four picks in the third round. I mean, in in the first three rounds, excuse me. Round number one, they have uh, the 28 pick. Round number two, they got 60. Round number three, they got a compensatory pick due to the – Teddy Bridgewater being a starting quarterback in Carolina. And they also have a third-round pick, pick number 105, because of Terry Fontenot becoming the new general manager of the Atlanta Falcons. And I got to say this again because I know y'all probably didn't hear me. The State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. And I want to thank Cash App for working with the State of the Saints podcast for the month of April. And if you want to donate to the State of the Saints podcast, don't want to use YouTube, don't want to use the Facebook Stars program, you can do so by using that profile name, Dollar Stein State of Saints. Man, I just said the same thing over and over again. I'm really proud of myself for doing so. And that's the reason I'm like, why somebody gave me a, a, a angry sign? Okay, but anyway, if you like the show, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> if you're new to the channel, we don't make mistakes like this all the time. I ask that you subscribe to the channel, all right? Oh, man. I'm going to have to edit that joint. I'm going to have to edit that joint, man. But anyway, I um, want to say to Mocha, thank you very much for the $50. Say you mute, mute, bro. I wish you would, you know, thank you very much for the $50. I'm sorry that you have to pay $50 to tell me that I'm muted. I cannot believe that, man. No, But the thing about it is I was trying to do so many things that I didn't even realize that my mic was not on. But anyway, we're going to be breaking down the first three rounds of the NFL draft. And I look at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are kind of built different than some of these other teams. All right. They're kind of built different. All right. The Saints are not one of those teams that they they don't always get the best available. They get what they've been looking at, what they've been evaluating, and what they feel like is the best available at the position that they need. Okay. It's not like, if an offensive lineman is the best available, the Saints are going to draft the offensive lineman. They don't work like that. The Saints, they they do a really good job at evaluating talent for the talent that they actually need, and they draft accordingly. Like, they knew that they wanted Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes was going to be special. They wanted him, so they were going to draft him. But they also understood that they needed a cornerback because they realized that their cornerbacks couldn't stop traffic with a stop sign. They realized that their cornerbacks usually get smoked like brisket and burnt like a biscuit. So Marshall and Lattimore, who they didn't think in a million years would be there at number 12, they went ahead and scooped them up. That's the way the New Orleans Saints work. I don't feel like the Saints losing certain players, that is going to cause them to overreact and be like, we need this, we need that, we need third. So with 
pick number one, one number pick number 28 in the first round of the NFL draft. I got the New Orleans Saints selecting Xavier Collins. Now, Xavier Collins to me is the best linebacker in the draft. Okay. I think it when it all when it's all said and done. I feel like Zayvon Collins is going to be the best linebacker to come out of this draft. Uh, number one, I don't, I don't really buy into that whole he went to a small school thing, right? I don't, I don't buy into that. I don't buy into him going to a small school because I know some great linebackers that are in the league right now. One that pops right into my mind is Khalil Mack, you know what I'm saying, who went to a small school. If you want to stay within the division throughout the years, Luke Keekley went to Boston College. That's not a that's not a school where everybody just so cold, okay? I mean, I think you have to really think about some players that came out of Boston College, respectable school, but at the same time, not really household name when it comes to being a, a football factory. Xavier Collins is exactly what you need at the linebacker position. He's tough. He's physical. He's always around the play. He's always making a play. He's always doing things to get the ball back into the offense. And this is something that the Saints have not had in a very long time. Okay. I would love to see the Saints draft a young player and we can watch him emerge as being an elite linebacker. I'm tired of watching the New Orleans Saints have to pick off other teams' tree in order for their linebacker group to be respectable. It is time for the New Orleans Saints to get their thumper. It is time for the New Orleans Saints to get their sideline to sideline linebacker. And I'm not just talking about via free agency, which I'm appreciative of Jonathan Velma, and I'm definitely appreciative of Demario Davis and Quan Alexander. But the New Orleans Saints, they need somebody that they can call their own, and Zayvon Collins can be that guy. Zayvon Collins can be the guy that has a C on his chest later on in his career. He can be the guy that strikes fear into quarterbacks, in the NFC South going forward. Number 28 for the New Orleans Saints. They're going to stay where they are, and they're going to select Zayvon Collins. And then we move on to the second round, right? I'll hear a whole bunch of uh, cornerbacks, okay? This is a big cornerback draft. So teams like to throw the football, all right? So if you're not going to draft a cornerback in the first round, I don't feel like Kato Farley is going to be there. I don't think J.C. Horn is going to be there. I don't think Greg Newsom II is going to be there. And I don't even think Asante Samuel Jr. is going to be there. So in the second round, I have the New Orleans Saints selected. Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. Now, Tyson Campbell isn't a guy that was on everybody's draft board. But Tyson Campbell is six foot one and he's 200 pounds. He's a rangy, lengthy cornerback. All right. And he is not afraid to tackle. He is not afraid to be around a football. He is not afraid to put his head in and try to make a tackle and be physical. He reminds me a lot of CJ Garner Johnson in that regard, except he's a little faster. He's a guy that can play on the outside. When I was evaluating and watching this guy, the only thing I see that, that bothers me about him from time to time is the fact that he doesn't feel like anybody is going to really truly test him. He, he, he reminds me of Marshawn Lattimore in that regard. It's like when plays happen on him, it's because he didn't believe that the quarterback was going to throw to his side. But for the most part, he, he has long arms, okay? He, he can, you know what I'm saying, he can catch up with these wide receivers. 
And most importantly, he played in SEC where they had some of the most elite wide receiver and most elite talent that you're going to find. Like I said, this is a huge uh, draft for cornerbacks. Uh, I look at Asante Samuel probably moving into the second round, but he's going to be a high second round pick. I feel like Tyson Campbell is going to be right there. And he is what you're looking for in these cornerbacks, right? Six, one, six, two guys that can actually, you know, go up against some of these top tier wide receivers like a Julio, like a Kelvin, really like a Mike Evans, those big body guys. I feel like he can do it. And I feel like he will be right there for the New Orleans Saints. So I'm going to go with Tyson Campbell as a second round pick. Then we're going to move on to the third round pick number 98. So what are the Saints going to do with pick number 98? I got the Saints selecting Cardell Powell out of Clemson. That's right. Cardell Powell to me is a guy that the Saints really truly need. I feel like this is a guy who is a little bit of a diamond in a rough. He has a lot of those qualities that I saw in Michael Thomas. You know, I know a lot of people probably don't you know, know that much, too much about him. So what I'm going to do is, man, I'm, I'm going to pull up a little bit of his footage. This is this is him right here, man. He's a really good uh, wide receiver, man. He's a guy that's a little bit raw. He's a guy that's going to have to take some time. But I feel like in a Sean Payton offense, Sean Payton is going to find ways for him to get open, okay? You see the back shoulder fade right there. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that, that you're looking for, okay? Especially in red zone situations, he's a good blocker. He's a guy that's going to go ahead and give you those 50-50 balls, you know, especially when you have a guy like Michael Thomas that's a good route runner that's going to require him being a, you know, double, you know, being double covered. You can see him right here getting yards after the catch. You know what I'm saying? You can see the speed right there. Extremely talented football player, and I feel like the New Orleans Saints will need. This is another play right here. Look, down the field right here, okay, getting behind the defense. That's what I'm talking about right here. Has speed on him, can get behind the defense. Can work, you can work them in in red zone situations. He's a guy that if you're picking on, you know, you double covering Michael Thomas, he's a guy that catch the ball, and you also can see the strength right there. So that is something that the New Orleans Saints need. You know, it, it's good to have those smaller guys. It, it, it's good to have those smaller guys, you know, like a Deontay Harris that can get behind the defense, but it's extremely important for you to have a guy that has some size and some range. This guy's six foot one, 209 pounds. All right. And I'm pretty sure he can put on a little bit more muscle and he can be extremely physical, man. So I'm going to go with Cornell Powell. You know, I'm going to go with Cornell Powell uh, as a third round pick. And also the second uh, third round pick, I I'm going to go with a quarterback. I'm going to go with Sam Ellinger out of Texas. All right. Sam Ellinger is a guy that. He's a scrappy young guy, right? He, he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. He's not going to wow you with his accuracy. He's not going to go out here and probably, you know what I'm saying, like lead your team uh, to Super Bowls years to come. But I do feel like he is the guy, let's just say, for example, if somebody goes down and you need Sam Ellinger to go in a game to try to help you win a football game. I feel like he has enough, he has enough grit. He has enough passion. He has enough heart in order for you to win a game. It, it reminds me, you know, kind of like with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cleveland Browns, right? You had like Chad Henney coming to the game when Patrick Mahomes left with a concussion. Chad Henney is not going to be a, a, a franchise quarterback, but he showed the tenacity when you needed that 13-yard run for that first down. He made that throw to Tyreek Hill to seal the game on, on the outside. 
that's what I feel like you'll get with Sam Elliger. And not to mention, he's going to be one of those players that be in the league for a very long time because he is a smart football player, man. He's the son of a coach and he's a leader. You know what I'm saying? He's a natural leader. He's one of those guys that, you know, guys are going to believe in. If he needs to come in and spot duty, they believe that this guy can help them win a football game. And I just feel like in the right system, he might emerge to even be a very credible uh, starting quarterback one day, but it's going to take a lot of work. But I have a lot of confidence in him, especially in the third round. And I do feel like the New Orleans Saints need to try to get a young quarterback uh, in the NFL draft instead of going on the outside looking uh, for a seasoned veteran, even though I know Sean Payton loves his seasoned veterans. Uh, I do feel like they need to get a little bit younger at the quarterback position. But those are my picks right there, man. Those are picks rounds one through three. We're going to do rounds four through seven on the next edition of the State of the Saints podcast. Let me know what you all think about those picks, man. I, I would love to hear from you all. Uh, let's go ahead and start. I'll go ahead and start right here with Dalton says, I just want cover linebacker at 28 pick. Yeah, Dalton, I mean, I agree. I think it's time for the New Orleans Saints to step up. I think it's time for the New Orleans Saints to – I think it's time for them to get that linebacker, man, that linebacker that can be with the team for years to come. I like how the Saints are able to go through free agency and find those linebackers that can be key contributors to the team. But I just think that they need to draft one, man. I think they need to draft a linebacker that can change the fortunes of the defense, a guy that can strike fear into the hearts of the opponent every time they play him. You know, I look at Levante David. I look at Devin White. I look at uh, Debo Jones. You know what I'm saying? I look at when Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, Sha uh, Shaq Larson, all them boys was out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I look at the linebacker play of those teams, and I just realized that the Saints never really, truly had that linebacker. You have to go back to the Dome Patrol. You got to go back to Pat Swill and Ricky Jackson, Sam Mills and them. You know what I'm saying? I guess, you know what I'm saying, Mark Fields and all the other cats that they had. You have to really go back to see, you know what I'm saying, the Saints having a sideline, a sideline linebacker, a guy that a lot of people respected. And I just think that they it is time for them to get this guy. And if Zayvon Collins is there at 28, why not grab him up? Why not allow this guy to come into your organization? Because you know he's going to be a first-day starter, and it's going to help the Mario Davis, you know, because – we seen when Quan Alexander got here, right? When Quan Alexander came to the Saints with his speed and his physicality, it opened up the door for Demario Davis. And, and during that stretch, people were making an argument that Demario Davis could possibly be defensive player of the year. So I think with a guy like Zayvon Collins, a smart, instinctive linebacker, I think that it will open up endless possibilities for the defense. If you can get a jamming in a second then that's a win second round at best though nah yeah i mean i mean that i i guess you know what i'm saying i guess if if you want to put it that way but i don't know i, I don't think he's gonna be there uh jerry what's going on appreciate it uh tyree says we might as well get uh seven nelson in free agency so we can get a wide receiver uh steven nelson look I look, I think that the Saints, regardless, they need to get themselves a veteran corner. I, I feel like regardless, because you need a guy that can come in and help out the young guy, right? May help him to make that transition. I feel like when you have a veteran in the secondary, 
you you can rally around a younger player and talk to him, help him see the field, help him in film study, help him with the little things that you can actually see. So I do feel like the Saints still need to get themselves a cornerback, but you also need to make sure that you're not out here in desperation mode, all right? You want to draft a cornerback that you feel like could be a first-day starter, but if that guy is a little rough around the edges, you have a seasoned veteran that can come in and start for a couple weeks until he get coached up enough in order for him to make his first start around week four. And not to mention, man, we don't know what's going to happen with Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, we know the whole the whole gun charge and everything like that. And, you know, I mean, carrying around a gun that was listed as stolen. So we know that the NFL is not going to let that slide through the cracks. You know what I'm saying? You know he probably going to end up missing a game. So you're going to need some help. I'm with you, TJ. But they'll break our hearts every time. They will pass him up. I hate to see it. Uh, I I disagree with that, uh, T. I disagree. Usually the Saints would pass up on a player when they feel like they 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 feel like they don't need that. Like you gotta be an imbecile. You know, you you gotta be a complete imbecile for you not to realize that you need a linebacker. Like you you gotta be an imbecile to believe that you don't need a cornerback. These are two positions that you know you need. These are two positions if you don't have on deck. These are two positions if you don't have at your disposal. You might as well just you might as well just close up shop, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they they need a linebacker and they need a cornerback. Like a person needs water. You know what I'm saying? Like like we need air to breathe. Those those are those are important. Those are very very important. Buck Skull, what's up? Yeah, what's going on, man? The Bucks go. Dalton says Tyson Campbell. Why? Well, the reason for Tyson Campbell is Tyson Campbell is a formidable and respectable cornerback. And he's a guy that, you know, with the right teaching, I feel under Chris Richard, he can really pull out his full potential. And, and he also fits the mold of that Chris Richard type cornerback. I mean, we know about uh or Byron Maxwell and and we know about uh, Richard Sherman and, you know what I'm saying, he, he likes those big physical guys. He knows how to uh, help those guys use their size and their length in order for them to be around the football. I mean, just that that's right up the alley of Chris Richard in the secondary. And, and, and not to mention, you can get the linebacker that you're looking for without having to aggressively trade up for somebody like a Caleb Farley, which reports are saying right now how the Saints are just so in love with him. You know that J.C. Horn is probably going to be like a top 10, top uh, top 12 pick. Uh, Sante Samuel, I think, might end up sliding into the second round, but he's going to be a high second round pick. He's not going to be there when it's time for you to pick. So and you got Greg Newsom, who's also going to go into the first round. So – if I'm choosing, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a deep draft at corner. This is this is one of those those years where it's, you know what I'm saying, it's okay for you to get a, a cornerback in the second round. You can get a guy that can be a first-day starter in the second round. I mean, you look at some of these guys in the secondary. I mean, I ain't even mentioned Patrick Sertain. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even mentioned, you know, Elijah Molden. You know what I'm saying? Another guy in the secondary who I like reminds me a lot of Tyron Matthew. So you have, I mean, Tyson Campbell is the guy that fits the mold in which Chris Richard likes 
And I think that he can pull out everything. He can pull it out of this guy. And this guy can be a really good cornerback. So that's the reason why. And then, like I said, you don't have to sacrifice any draft picks because the Saints in so in certain ways are rebuilding. They're rebuilding this team. Like they're, they're trying to, they're trying to replenish. Last year they they had depth everywhere, man. I mean, that that team was deep. But now you have a lot of cap casualties. You don't have a deep team. So you have to be able to you have to be able to hit it out the park in the draft. And then maybe get some of those bottom tier free agents, guys that can come in and contribute. They're probably not going to, you know, they're not going to require top dollar, but they're going to come in and they can do really, really well. So that's the reason why, you know, that's why, that's why I feel like Tyson Campbell would be, you know, a a really good cornerback for the Saints. Gary says, I got Campbell and Powell. Yeah. Look, I, I like Cornell Powell. Um, Reminds me a lot of Michael Thomas. You know, he reminds me of of the one of those guys that, you know, is a possession receiver, but also, you know, he can get behind the defense, you know, pinned in the right circumstance. Uh, I think that he's a little raw. If he goes to the wrong team, you won't hear from him. He goes to the right team. He can be a guy that can be a key contributor. I like the fact that he's a good blocker. That's something that the Saints like, especially since the Saints like to call you know what I'm saying? A lot of those stretch plays for Elvin Kamara. So you have him blocking on the outside. I think Cardinal Power would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. We might as well trade up in a second to get Tyson Campbell. Uh, I don't think we're going to have to. I really don't. If you look at if you look at all of these cornerbacks, right, the ones that I named, right, the Jason Horns, uh, the Greg Newsoms, uh, you know, the, the, the Patrick Sertans, the Sante Samuel Juniors, the Kayla Farleys. Like, that's five cornerbacks right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's top 10, but you, you ain't about to just see no team get cornerback, 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 cornerback. You ain't about to see that, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it between the first and the second round. I'm looking at the Saints being pick number 60, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, those guys are going to be gone. Like Patrick Sertan's gonna be gone. JC Horns, Kayla Farley's, uh Greg News, these guys are gonna be gone, man. Rather be the first or the second round. And you can have a, a really true number one corner at pick number 60 with Tyson Campbell. So I don't think you have to trade him for him at all. Because to me, you got you got at least six, maybe seven. Uh, secondary players that a lot of people evaluate higher than him. Okay, I like what I see, but it is a highlight reel. But looks like he got some talent to work with. Yeah, look, of course it's a highlight reel, okay? I mean, you want to, you know what I'm saying, you want to get excited about players. You know what I'm saying? I, I, there's some things about Cornell Powell that, that, that needs some work. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, his footwork. You know what I'm saying? Him coming off the line of scrimmage. I feel like that can be a little bit of a struggle. You know, I feel like he needs to work on that. He can get jammed easily. Uh, I feel like he needs to work on, you know what I'm saying, his separation. I mean, little small things like that. But it's not to a point where I don't feel like the New Orleans Saints, Curtis Johnson, Sean Payton can't work with this guy and, and, and kind of coach him up for him to, you know, be a really true wide receiver. I mean, this, this guy, you can make an argument and say 
well, you played for Clemson. I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence, and I mean, an embarrassment of riches. But this guy shows things that I, I see the New Orleans Saints like to do. The Saints like those back shoulder fades. You know, they 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 teach their quarterbacks to throw the guy over. You know what I'm saying? Like they they teach guys these type of things. And you know, the Saints like some of those short yards type games. You know what I'm saying? Where you get those receivers that can get yards after the catch. He fits that mode. I mean, everything that we see. You know what I'm saying? He he fits it. And then also he can go vertical. So those are the things that you want to see out of a wide receiver. He possesses all those things. And with the right coaching, he can be borderline unstoppable. Sam Elliger, the only late round quarterback we should go for. Yeah, I agree. Look, I think people fall in love with this whole Ian Book scenario because Sean Payton said that Ian Book reminds him a lot of himself. That the, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that means he likes him, but that don't mean that he's going to draft him. You know, I, don't, I mean, there's a lot of guys, right? We thought they, they love Jordan Love, right? All the reports coming out the senior bowl. The Saints going to get Jordan Love, Jordan Love, Jordan Love. You know what I'm saying? They're in love with Jordan Love. But look what happened. When the opportunity to present itself, did they get him? No. I just feel like Sam Elliger fits that mode. He fits that Sean paid mode. That, that's what he does. He Sean Payton likes a competitor, Sam Ellinger, check. He likes smart football players, Sam Ellinger, check. You don't have to be the most athletic, most talented super athlete, Sam Ellinger, check. You know what I'm saying? We know that Sean Payton likes guys well, with, with football pedigrees, rather than their father playing football, you know what I'm saying, grandfather played football. We know he likes those those uh, generate second, third generation football players, look at Cam Jordan, uh, you know, Mark Ingram, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you got, you know, the linebacker, you know, from Idaho, you know what I'm saying? His, his dad played for the Detroit Lions. I mean, you know that Sean Payton loves those type of guys, man. He thinks that those guys, you know, are special. So wouldn't surprise me at all. Wouldn't surprise me at all if you get a guy that, that he knows that father's coached and, you know, he knows that, you know, you know, you, you got coached by your father. You probably got coached pretty hard. So, you know, he's not going to take things personal, not going to allow those things to get into his head. So the only thing I'll say about Ian Book, look, year after year after year, Notre Dame always has like one of the best offensive lines in football. Ian Book didn't have to worry about getting sacked. Ian Book didn't have to worry about running for his life. All Ian Book had to think about was standing strong in a pocket and, he was standing there strong in the pocket and still couldn't deliver to his receivers. That's alarming, folks. Now, if you got happy feet, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, most of the time you're running for your life, okay, you know what I'm saying, maybe we can build on that. Better offensive line, you, you know, we're looking at some of your, your, your skills, maybe we can work around that. But when you have arguably the best offensive line in all of college football and you still can't deliver to your receivers when you need to, that's alarming, folks. That's very, very alarming. You know, I, I evaluate quarterbacks not so much about when a, pr- a play breaks down. You know, so I do in some cases, but I evaluate you even higher when you have no pressure. Because when there's no pressure, there's no need for you to throw the ball, overthrow your receiver, underthrow your receiver. You need to put that ball on the money if you got time. Give me Collins, Newsom, and Samuel with first pick. Jamin Davis in second round if he's still there. Uh, well, 
I don't see the Saints. I don't see the Saints uh, being able to draft Newsom and Samuel. I, I really don't. I think Samuel probably going to end up, if not a late first round, going to be an early second round. Xavier uh, Collins, if you don't get him in the first, he definitely won't be there in the second. Greg Newsom, I feel like he's going to be top 15. Jamin Davis, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he might be able to slide into the second round, but he's going to be a high second round pick as well. So, What about Jamie Newman instead of Sam? Uh, I have nothing against Jamie Newman. Uh, I think that Jamie Newman kind of hurt himself uh, not playing, uh, you know, this college football season out of sight, out of mind. You give other people opportunities to step up and, and solidify himself and become, you know, you know, a higher draft pick. I feel like if he would have played this season, probably would have been in better position. He would just, from according to uh, Ross, man, you know what I'm saying, Ross Jackson, when he was on the show, he was kind of erratic, man, with some of his passes. You know what I'm saying? It was a little bit up and down, right? You know what I'm saying? There was no consistency there at the senior bowl. And I know what people are saying. Well, you know, he's young. He's a – you know what I'm saying? He's a rookie. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to start. Look, I get all that, right? And I do feel like with the right system, he can become a starting quarterback and probably be pretty good. Uh, but what I'm just talking about, I don't look at – look, I mean, maybe y'all look at things differently, but I really strongly believe that Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback of the Saints for years to come. I, I really feel like Sean Payton is going to help this guy live up to his true potential. I feel like he's going to be a lot more serious. He's going to be a better football player. And I think he's going to change the minds of a lot of members of the Who That Nation. So I do feel like the New Orleans Saints are going to need a backup quarterback. And you need yourself a solid backup quarterback, man. Somebody that can come in and spot duty, need be. And uh, uh, players can believe that are going to win. And I just feel like when it comes to like being a student of the game, when it comes to the pedigree, having a having a father coach you, you know what I'm saying, and all these different other things that's going on, the the, the grit. I just feel like everything about Sam Ellinger, Sean Payton likes, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I think everything about him, and I just think that uh, he just he would just need to come in if something was to happen to Jameis, and uh, you know just deliver a few throws because it's not like he's gonna start. You know what I'm saying? If something was to happen to Jameis this year. You know, so that's like a complete, you know, complete year under his belt. The only way he'll come in the game is Jameis gets hurt in real time, you know, because Taysom probably going to go back to his original Swiss Army knife role. I think Sam Ellinger is exactly what Sean Payton looks for in a quarterback. Sean Payton is the smokescreen king. <laughs> Sam Ellinger still has some athleticism to him. He jinky when uh, he tucks it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, all I know is Sam Ellinger is a competitor. And I like guys that that can compete. I like guys that don't give up. I like guys that it, – it's certain things that what, what guys do, it, it makes his teammates respect him. I can see Sam Ellinger, like, doing something and it's going to get the guys to pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy's going to be like, okay, man, look, I, I see you. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to feed off a guy like that. As long as you, like – your teammates respect you in that regard, like there's always going to be a place for you. As long as like you, you know, continue to do all the right things. I mean, regardless if you become a, a starter or not, 
you always have a place in the league. Uh, pick 60, Jabril Cox. Uh, nah, nah, I don't see that happen. I mean, look, I like LSU players as much as the next one, but I think we all have to come to grips with the fact that the Saints and Sean Payton don't really like drafted LSU players, and that's just something we got to deal with. We can be mad all we want to, but it is what it is. You know, I, I mean, they haven't shown us that they were going to do it in the past. They haven't shown us that they, they're going to do it in the present. And I don't see it happening in the future. And that's just something that we just going to have to come to grips with. That's just something that, to me, we're going to forever be upset with as members of the Who That Nation. But the sooner we accept that, the better. Falcons might get uh, Cordell Patterson. We got to cover him with Julio as well and possibly Kyle Pitts. We got to step up on offense and defense. Well, if they get Cardell Patterson, uh, Cardell Patterson mostly going to be on special teams, which he is a really good special teams player. Uh, Julio, I think the Saints will be fine for that. Kyle Pitts uh, is a really good tight end, probably the best tight end in the draft. A lot of people think he's going to be one of the best tight ends of all time. But, look, you play, you know, you play to win the game, all right? And I trust the Saints – uh, most likely uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson going to be on him. I think C.J. Garner-Johnson knows him pretty well. They were teammates in college, even though, you know, I think Kyle Pitts was relatively young. I'm pretty sure that C.J. Garner-Johnson went up against him in, in college. So, yeah. I would take Newman over Sam, possibly. Um, I just say I just think based on – I just think that based on what uh, Sean Payton does, I just think that Sam Ellinger – uh, has the advantage Kelvin Joseph DB out of the University of Kentucky yeah I like him a lot man but he, he's a work in progress he's a work in progress needs to work on turning his head around uh, needs to work on like you know I just feel like at, at, at a better level at a higher level he might have some problems like coming in I think he might end up being like really good I always say like it depends on the system but with this guy, you know, I said I just think that he's going to need some work. You know, he he, he going to need some work. Have you thought about a draft special podcast? I know the draft is quite long, so I'm not sure how it will work. But just the idea, Sanchez, we had a a whole NFL draft party last year, so and we're definitely doing it again. We're definitely going to be going live during the NFL draft. That's that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be going live. Doing the NFL draft from start to finish. We're going to be live right here on the State of the Saints podcast on draft night. Round one, we're going to be there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, round two, uh, you know what I'm saying? Round two and on, we might have to work on it. Probably going to be probably going to be live, but it's not going to be live reaction as it's going on. Not for, not for rounds two, I don't think. But definitely the first night in prime time, definitely going to be there. Don't get me wrong, I like Xavier Collins, but what about Jabril Cox? Like I said before, uh, <laughs> look, man, we set ourselves up for disappointment, man. Like, the Saints, they don't draft LSU players. I mean, it's just it's just what it is, man. Like, as, as, good as, the, as good as those players are, I just don't think that Sean Payton really cares about drafting. I don't know if it's the fact that he feel like they're close to home, maybe feel like you know, them being so close, it will cause them to make bad decisions. We see what happened with Dwayne Haskins out there in Washington, being a Washington guy, 
You know, like like basically almost destroyed his career. Um, I think maybe Sean Payton looks at that, and we know that Sean Payton is a guy who is meticulous. You know, like he's a guy who likes to dot every I, cross every T. A lot of the things that we get frustrated about Sean Payton um, is when he just overanalyzed things, and I don't think it just stops with him being on the field. Like, I don't think it's a light switch that he turns on and off. I think that's just the way that he works. And I think he thinks about the long-term ramifications. So maybe he feel like those guys need to go out there and spread their wings elsewhere where they don't have, like, the, you know, the the devices that are around him, like, you know what I'm saying, like those friends that, you know, oh, man, you don't, come, you don't come out with us no more, man. You acting brand new, man. I don't know. Maybe be thinking about stuff like that. It happens. I agree with you about Winston. He can be very good here. What do you think about Davis Mills, a quarterback for Stanford? Um, I think that he's a good football player. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just think that um, probably, you know, say he'll probably get, you know, probably get drafted, probably be late. But um, I, I mean, it, it, I don't think that he is going to be a starting quarterback in the league, if you ask me that. Um, could he be a solid player? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't see Jameis being here long term. I hope he proves me wrong, but I don't see it. Well, you know, a lot of people don't see it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's about seeing to believe. You know, like I know how I knew how Saints fans work, man. This ain't nothing new. You know what I'm saying? You prove it to us, you know, we are forever grateful to you. I don't care if you did, you made a play in 94. Right. You come into like a store or we see you in passing. We're going to act like we see Michael Jackson, or, or Jesus Christ himself. OK, I mean, that's just what it is. Like we forever remember the moments, you know, that a person helped us win games, contribute to a game. And I, I feel like it would be no exception with Jameis. Like you had a lot of people raising eyebrows about Teddy B. Right. Everybody like, man, Teddy ain't no starter. I was one of them. I was on this show, man. I'm like, this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't think he was going to go on a five-game winning streak, but he changed the minds of a lot of people in the Houdat Nation. And when he left, a lot of people were sad about it. A lot of people were sad about Teddy leaving. So if Jamie goes out there and ball, he can change the narrative of what people think about him. I, I, I've, I've seen this story before. You know, I, I don't know, man. It, it's like almost like a couple of years ago, people were talking about Michael Thomas' contract. Oh, we don't need to pay him. We don't need to pay him. And then what the guy did at 149 receptions, 1,700 yards. And then we talked about Alvin Kamara. Well, he ain't the same. He need his friend. He need his, his snuggle buddy, uh, Mark Ingram. That's, that's the reason why he ain't playing. Next thing you know, this man out here beats and scoring six touchdowns in one game. So we know how the story goes, man. We know how it goes, like. We don't see it until it actually happens. And when it happens, we act as if we never thought we didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, he, he, can, he can change the mind of a lot of people. No doubt about that. Uh, my son is a lifelong Jets fan. Every four years is a riot here. Um, well, God bless your son. Because i tell you what, um, to be a lifelong Jets fan, my goodness, I can only imagine, man. You, you got to have some patience to be a Jets fan, but hopefully they can get it right, man. Or Robert Sala and you got some good players coming through. So 
All I know is Sam Ellen can put up some serious numbers against LSU. Yep, he went toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow. That rounds. He went toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow. <laughs> and uh, they almost won that game. John uh, Kelly says, uh, Jamin Davis, uh, Justin Hilliard, really stand out to me. We need linebackers to be in coverage like when playing Bucks and Falcons. Yeah, I mean, you Nick Bolton, you know what I'm saying, is another guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need guys that can be sideline to sideline. You know, like, guys running fast, that's cool, man, but can you cover? Can you tackle? That, that's all I want to know. Can you do those things? Don't worry about that CD getting pits ejected. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe not, but I think that it, that dude ain't intimidated by anybody, and that's a fortunate thing for us. Like he, he really, he really is a tough player. If you had a bunch of him, you know, CD deuces on your team, you'll be all right. You know, probably have everybody in the NFL ticked off, but your team would be all right. Haha, interesting. That's all white with black number jersey are my favorite. Oh, we talking about jersey? Okay, Saints jerseys. Uh, I'm also a Gator fan. Yeah, man. I mean, Florida, they got some, they got some talent coming out. You know, people talking about Kyle Trask, not a fan. Uh Kyle Pitts, really good. You know, they got some good players, man. If we can get the what the in bro, what what is that? I don't even know what that is. Uh, Sam <laughs> Marset in the later rounds, they got to uh, lock us up for a uh, daylight robbery. Um, I think I've seen this guy's name before, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I know it was uh, uh, Smith Morissette is. But, look, I, I don't know about all these other guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like we look at, oh, man, you know, like these diamonds in the rough, man. I, I don't want no projects, okay? I don't want – I don't like any cornerback that comes into the league, any linebacker that comes into the league, no matter how good you are, there's going to be a little bit of a curve, right? You know what I'm saying? A, a learning curve. It's just what it is. Guys are faster, stronger. Like the, the, the degree of difficulty, like, just goes up even higher. Like, you can't be a cornerback and think that you get beat on a play, they ain't going to end up being a touchdown. In college, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe your quarterback will see the guy, you know, late, you know, instead of like – but in the NFL, okay, it's like this, right? I snap my hand. In college, it's like this. Okay, you get beat. Quarterback looks, right? You know what I'm saying? That, that slow little, you know what I'm saying, reaction can give you the opportunity to catch up. But in the NFL, when that wide receiver get open, that quarterback is like, and if you get beat, it's like, it's over with. You know, it's over with. So to me, to me, I want a cornerback that has some great instincts, not afraid to tackle, and only very limited on things that he needs to work on, right? You know what I'm saying? Like being more aggressive. I feel like if you have to be more aggressive as a cornerback, you're going to have a, a very, very trying career, all right? If it's something like uh, footwork or something like that, you know what I'm saying, like rotating your hips, I can live with that. That's something that can work. you can work on. But if you have questionable tackling, uh, if you never turn your head around, if, you know what I'm saying, that you constantly got to be reminded to turn your head around, I feel like you're just going to continue to have the same issues. The Tiger can't change his stripes. 
you know, for the most part, especially when you're dealing with certain things like that. So I don't want any, I don't want works in progress. And you know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, I haven't really dug into the crates of like, you know what I'm saying? Like those players that's like diamonds in the rough, because to me, it, you, you don't, you can't afford any diamonds in the rough in this draft. Like 2018, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We we gambled on Davenport. He was a diamond in the rough. Yeah, you know, like you can gamble on guys like that. That's fine. When you when you hit it out the park in 2017, other guys just kind of came in. You had skill positions. These guys that you drafted, you know, they, they weren't coming in to replace anybody. I mean, they were kind of like, you know, rotational guys. But here's the thing, like in this draft, you can't afford any works in progress. You need guys that are going to play right away. That is exactly what you need. But I want to remind everybody that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. All right. Manscaped.com is the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Yes, it is springtime. And gentlemen, it is time for a little spring clean. It's time to trim those hedges with manscaped.com over 2 million men have chosen manscaped.com for all of their male grooming needs okay there's free international shipping for all of my listeners that are listening across the pine shouts out to people that are listening in the uk also in italy shouts out to herman and so many other people in canada you know checking it out too in the great white north i want to say to everybody thank you but choose manscaped.com for all of your grooming needs Use the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word. That's State of Saints, and you will save 20% off. All right. Check out the Lawnmower 3.0, as well as many other items. That's manscaped.com. Thank you all so much. Let's go ahead and get back to the comments. Yeah, TJ, NFL is a whole new level. Yeah. Jason David. <laughs> I thought somebody, Jason David uh, still soaking in a bathtub. Full of Neil Spore. Yeah, Jason David was a nickel corner that got paid like an outside corner, and the Saints paid for it. Uh, I don't think Olave declared this year. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he did. No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. He, he decided to come back. Just getting off of work, TJ, what did I miss? Well, RJ, you missed about five minutes of the show while I was talking to myself because I didn't have my mic on. But after that, we talked about the first three rounds of the NFL draft and the four picks that the Saints have in the three rounds that, that, that are rounds one, two, and three. I talked about who I feel like they need to get. or You know, I had a little bit of my mock draft. But, you know, so I encourage anybody to check out the State of the Saints podcast. I'm going to go ahead and put it in the description. I'm just going to put in, you know, start at the six-minute mark. You know, I'm probably going to put something like that so people don't waste their time and be like, man – what are you talking about? I can't even hear him. Uh, let's see. Uh, trim those hedges, fellas. Yeah, absolutely. Trim those hedges. Also, I want to thank uh, Cash App uh, for the month of April, working with Cash App. Uh, if you want to donate to the State of the Saints podcast, you can use the, the Cash App function. Uh, you can use Dollar Stein State of Saints. So if you uh, don't want to donate YouTube or you don't want to use Facebook, uh, you can donate by going to Cash App. And at this time, you know, I, I got to mention, I got to get some shots out here. You know, people that have used Cash App to donate to the State of the Saints podcast. Special shout out to Reggie Douglas, man. Special shout out to Reggie. Also, thank you to Derek. Thank you to those that donate uh, via Cash App. And thank you, Cash App, for 
working with the State of the Saints podcast for the month of April. John says, what up, TJ? How good do you think a kill glass quarterback can be at the next level? Will someone take a chance on him? Uh, I think somebody will take a chance on him. He impressed the hell out of me. I tell you that because he carved up my alma mater. My goodness. Dude, dude accounted for seven touchdowns. He threw six, ran one. All I can say is he made a believe out of me. Uh, right system, he'll be really, really good. All right. Um, I think that he has like all the tools to be successful in the National Football League. Um, the only knock that I have of, you know, and other teams going to look at is the fact that he played uh, in the swag, you know, and that's the way they look at it. Like he played at a small school. They're going to look at him as a big fish in a little pine. And maybe that might cause him, uh, you know, not to get an opportunity. But I feel like whoever gets him, let's just say, for example, if somebody like the 49ers get him or somebody like the Saints get him. Man, might might have some problems for Jameis Winston. It might have some problems whoever uh, San Francisco decide to get. I really like Elijah uh, more uh, for the Saints if we could get on uh, him. Uh, okay, you're talking about out of uh, Ole Miss, right? We're talking about out of Ole Miss, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. I don't think you're just thinking about it, uh, Elijah Molden. I about to say Elijah Molden. I, I really like him a lot. That guy's a, a you know a Tyron Matthew type player. But um, yeah, I like Elijah more. TJ, who do you think will trade up? Uh, who will trade up in this 2021 draft class? Um, I can see uh, the Patriots trading up. Um, I'm trying to see. I, I can see the football team trading up. Um. I can see Philadelphia, you know, like, you know, somebody like that, you know what I'm saying, being aggressive in this draft. Um, I don't see the Saints doing it. I don't see the Saints doing it. I can also see, believe it or not, I can see Minnesota uh, trading up, you know. There's a lot of unanswered questions about Kirk Cousins here, man. Like, seriously, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, ain't no guarantee that he's going to end up uh, still playing for Minnesota. So I can see, like, Minnesota trading up and, and trying to, you know, quiet services of maybe a, a high-rated quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. The speedy wide receiver from Florida is outstanding, TJ. Uh, are we talking about Kyle Pitts here? I'm about to say, because he's not a receiver, but he is fast. <laughs> Inside linebacker. Yeah, definitely need, definitely need another linebacker. We don't know what Zach Bond is going to do. Uh, we don't know what he's going to bring to the table. Um, I mean, I, I can't I can't trust anybody else that I've seen, you know what I'm saying, for the New Orleans Saints at the linebacker position. I, I, I Caden Ellis, you know, like, you know, would like to see what he can do, but haven't seen it, have not seen it. So they definitely need it. Did you see Smokeless uh, mock draft? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see his mock draft. Uh, what's up? Uh, do you think Zach Bond will step up his game and become the same starting linebacker next to Demario? Uh, only time will tell, man. I, man, I'm, I'm just kind of discouraged. You know, the fact that I understand you ain't have no OTA, no rookie minute camp, and all that other stuff. 
I understand you ain't have all that, but that dope. You know what I'm saying? Like Adam Troutman hit the field. Man, I mean, I barely even seen Zach Boyd. That's that's troubling to me. You know, like you have all these games, all these practices that come by, and 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 no coach has went to Sean or Sean hasn't said, you know what, we're gonna give Zach an opportunity. You're gonna give him more snaps. Like, huh? Like, no, man. Like that, that's that's troubling. But I mean, it's year one, man. So hopefully year two he can learn and become better and he can play a little faster. But I, I see him as a like a a Craig Robinson guy. And that's not a bad thing. You know, I like Craig Robinson a lot. You know, it just, I don't know. It's just something that Sean Payton just don't see in him, but he, I mean, he has a lot of, he has a lot of desire. I I, I like Craig Robinson. Hey TJ, do you think about a camera sample from Tulane people sleeping on dude? He the truth. Uh, I think that can uh, Cameron sample, uh, the is rush is, is really good. Um, I think he has a really high motor, uh, motor, uh, I think that he he has a relentless uh, drive. Uh, that that's that's something. No matter um, no matter where you go in a draft, if you have that, you're going to end up playing on Sundays. You're going to end up being in somebody's rotation. Uh, probably going to be like a third round, fourth round pick. Uh, you know, because of him going to Tulane, uh, a lot of people going to be sleeping on him, but. Um, if the if I feel like the Saints didn't have need at other positions, I would say for them to try to take a gamble on them. But I just think they have bigger fish to fry. You know. Oh, okay. Kendarius uh, Tony, yeah, yeah. Kendarius Tony is is a good wide receiver. Yeah, he's fast, man. He's fast. Uh, extremely talented, man. Extremely talented uh, receiver. Um, gonna be, you know, gonna, gonna be a contributor. Don't know if he's going to be like a, a top five uh, wide receiver, but he's going to be pretty good on somebody's team. Uh, TJ, can you see Ireland drafting an Oregon player uh, and showing another Ohio State since both guys like those organizations? <laughs> um, I can see Sean uh, drafting linebacker Borland, uh, Borland out of Ohio State, who's probably going to be like a, a fourth or fifth round draft pick. Uh, I, I can see him, you know what I'm saying, drafting somebody like that, you know what I'm saying, like a, a linebacker that, you know, I mean, kind of uh, Alex Azzalone type guy, you know, like not as fast as Azzalone, but he put his hands on you, you're going down to the ground, uh, a scrappy guy that you can put on special teams. I can see that. Um, that's about it, man. There's also another a cornerback. I had I – had, on my mind right now. I, I have to find him real quick for Ohio State. Yeah, Sean Wade. Yeah, Sean Wade, I can see him being drafted late. Uh he he has some uh he has some good qualities, man. I can see him as a as a nickel. Um I think he led Ohio State in interceptions last season. So I can see I can see Sean Wade uh being a New Orleans Saint, you know, late, you know, late uh third round pick. Um you know, maybe later in the draft, I can see him playing the nickel. Do you think we will at least beat the Falcons, Cowboys, and Tampa Bay? Uh, yeah, I do. I think the Saints are capable of doing it. I think the Saints are capable of beating all those teams. The edge rusher like Suggs will be a diamond in the rough. 
<laughs> uh, you talking about Terrell Suggs? I about to say, and then he retired. <laughs> Uh, how was your day? Uh, my day was pretty good, man. Um, a lot of excitement. You know, I had a couple of interviews that I had to do for the radio station. Uh, so, yeah, it was a pretty good day. What about waiting to select Mosley, uh, the Bama linebacker in the third? He had top 10 talent prior to injury. Yeah, I mean, the Saints can do that. I mean, but, I mean, I, they even they even talked to him. You know what I'm saying? They even talked to him, like, um, you know, when they were at the pro day. That but once again, once again, this is a very important position. Like, this is a very important position. Um, linebackers, the need of linebackers for the New Orleans Saints are extremely important. And I don't think you can just gamble with this pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can gamble with this pick. And I hope that this brother goes on to have a, a long, prosperous career. But the Saints, right now, they need linebacker help. I'm talking about guys that can play on the first date and, and cornerback help, guys that can play on the first date. Like, all the, all those years, your gap was between 2017 and 2020, where you can go out here and be like, okay, I can get this player to do this, do that. No, you need right now players at linebacker and corner. If you don't, you're gonna get you're gonna get beat. You know, Kyle Pitts reminds me a lot of prime Jimmy Graham. Uh, no, he's better than Jimmy Graham. He better than Jimmy Graham. He a better blocker than Jimmy Graham. Got more heart than Jimmy Graham. Uh, Jimmy Graham is softer than Cottonelle tissue. Uh, Jimmy Graham had no interest in blocking, and you can completely uh, take him out of the game. Okay, you put a little bit, you put a little bit more pressure uh, jamming him than most games, and he gonna fold like a cheap tent. Kyle Pitt is a physical guy, not afraid to go get it, not afraid to bully somebody. I, I feel like it's laughable to put Kyle Pitts and Jimmy Graham in the same conversation. That's a dis- that's disrespectful to Kyle Pitts, in my opinion. And anybody know I'm not, I'm not. I, I'm appreciative of what Jimmy Graham did in the Saints uniform, but Jimmy Graham was soft, okay? Marshmallow soft. Now, I, I, I'm serious. I, I, as far as Jimmy, like Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham just reminds me of that guy, you know what I'm saying, is taller than everybody. You know what I'm saying? When you're out there playing football, he's catching the ball over everybody. But then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, they got the guy that's probably not as tall as him, probably go out there and like question his heart. And then he just, you know, well, it's time for me to go inside, guys. I'll talk to y'all later and hope that the guy that with the heart don't come out there to play football the next day. Like, dude, soft, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's he, he soft. Uh, I'd rather a consistent ball catcher with good route running more than speed. I agree. I agree. You know, but, you know, people always talk about speed. That's That's everything. That's what the media feeds us, you know. Oh, you seen the 40? He ran a, a four three, ran a four two. He, like, I don't care. I don't care what you run. You know what I'm saying? As long as you catch the football, as long as you clutch where we need you to be clutch, as long as you ain't dropping passes all over the place, and as long as you're not embarrassing the squad. That, that's all that's all I care. You know, I don't care about all that speedy stuff. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I would like for you to be downfield vertical, but you know. I'd rather you be a better pass catcher than a route runner. 
Uh, Pete Werner ain't too bad either. Lacks some size, but he uh, he got dog in him. Yeah, I mean, dogs, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, dogs, they, 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 they end up on special teams, all right? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, dogs end up on special teams. Guys with talent, ability, and in, in, have instincts, and the dogs end up being starters. Jimmy Graham catching strays. Uh, look, everybody know I, I'm not a real big fan of Jimmy Graham like that. Jarrell, who do you think we should get in the first round? Uh, Zayvon Collins. That's that's who I feel like we should get. Let's go ahead and run it back for all my late people out there. Uh, first pick in a, of, the, of the draft for the New Orleans Saints. This is who I have. I got the New Orleans Saints taking Zayvon Collins. All right. Zayvon Collins. Well, should be the first pick that the Saints get in the first round, pick number uh, pick number 28, all right? Then we move on to the second round. I got the Saints taking Tyson Campbell out of Georgia, six foot one, 200-pound cornerback, uh, has length, uh, has size, has speed. And also uh, the Saints have two third-round picks. One of those third-round picks, I would like to see the Saints get Carnell Powell. Cornell Powell, wide receiver out of Clemson, uh, been been on a big stage, played in some huge bowl games, um, knows what it's like, you know, to play in prime time. The lights won't be bright, you know, too bright for him. Uh, he's a guy that can get the yards after the catch. He's a guy that, uh, you know, can ha- has good, you know what I'm saying, good instincts. He's a guy that you can throw him open. Uh, he, he can catch those back shoulder fades. He can be a red zone threat. He's a good blocker. Uh, he has speed if you want to, uh, you know, stretch him out, have him going vertical. And I think he'll be a great help for Michael Thomas. And finally, you got Sam Ellinger, okay, the quarterback out of Texas, who I feel like would be a serviceable backup for Jameis and Taysom. So those are the first uh, three rounds of the NFL draft, rounds four through seven, and be on the next edition of the State of the Saints podcast. I'm going to read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here. Jules says they dropped Lamar Jackson's passes last year. Speed and size doesn't mean everything. Yeah, that's true. But that's what happens, you know. NFL tells you you need a speedy guy. NFL tells you, oh, you need this guy. He needs to be running. You know, you need to see smoke coming up out his shoes. Like, okay. All right, go ahead and read the history, man. Nobody that possessed the speed of a 4-2 or 4-3 is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm mean, where they at? Where they at though? You know what I'm saying? Most of them do be four, 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 five guys, Chris route runners, and guys that like like your boy said, smart and got some dog in them. So you can you can't coach speed, but speed ain't running you to can. I can tell you that. Did y'all challenge the NFL uh, ranking one of your draft picks, Roger Goodell? Uh, Roger Goodell has something personal against the Saints. Well, look, wasn't really right, but at the same time, the Saints already have eight picks. It was a late pick. Definitely has something against the New Orleans Saints. Don't know what it is, but maybe just don't like Sean Payton. TJ, what would be the ideal pick for the Saints specifically if you could take any player? If I'm taking any player in the NFL draft, I'm dead serious. If I could take any player in the NFL draft, it would be Zayvon Collins. I, I'm, I'm being 100% honest with you right now. Like, 
Trevor Lawrence and all them other guys, you know what I'm saying? I think they're going to have some great careers. But I really look at Zayvon Collins, and I've I, I seen his best games. I've seen his worst games. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so serious, man. I've seen his best games, his worst games. That's one thing that, that stood out to me. This guy was always around the football, even if he missed the tackle, even if he – like he was always around the football. He always, like, was making plays. That this dude has Hall of Fame type talent. Like I'm serious, he has Hall of Fame type talent. You know, all the rest of those guys to me are pending system guys. Like pending, you go to the right system. Pending, you put the right players around you. Pending, if you know what I'm saying, the, the coaches believe in you. This guy to me, I feel like he is going to make an immediate impact in the National Football League. This dude has like a I haven't, I haven't seen anything like this. This I have to go back to Brian Erlacher and when he was young. You're like, this guy could be our Luke Keekley. He can be, you know what I'm saying, our Lance Briggs. He can be, you know what I'm saying, like a, a, a Ray Lewis Terrell Sugg type player. I, I'm serious, man. Like, out of any player, like any player I evaluated, any of these players, these quarterbacks I have seen, and people going crazy over four threes and, and, and dudes – Bench president, 225 pounds a million gazillion times. Look, you can never underestimate a guy's heart, his skill, his desire. And that dude has all of that. And if the Saints can get him at number 28, that would be, honestly, man, that would be a godsend to this team. I would choose that dude over any other player in the NFL draft. That that guy is my favorite player in, in the draft. And y'all know how much I believe that the Saints need a cornerback in the first round. But if if I was a GM, you know what I'm saying, if this was draft day, if I was Kevin Costner, you know what I'm saying, I would, you know, like how he how he uh, drafted Chadwick Bozeman, you know what I'm saying, his character in that movie over the quarterback. That would that would be me. You know what I'm saying. But I don't think a lot of people would be ticked off because they would understand that. Enjoying your podcast for over a year, your mock is pretty solid, fam. Thank you, Slim South. I appreciate it. You know, I don't really go for flash and you know, pizzazz and all that kind of stuff all the time. You know, I, I look at what's a smart decision. Like, what is the best decision for the team? Like, what, what can a guy possess? Because sometimes, like, we get caught up in the nostalgia and the names of players. Like, especially in the offseason and free agency and NFL draft. Like, oh, man, look, you seen that hit, this, that, and the third. I don't really buy into that. I look at a guy the way that he plays on the field. Is he flying around the field? What's happening when he's away from the football? Like when the ball ain't even going your way. Are you still out there blocking a the guy? Are you still out there playing to the whistle blow? Are you still out there fighting for extra yards? Are you out there quitting on plays? That kind of stuff matters to me. I, I don't care. Like I kind of I, I saw the J.J. Van Clowney situation coming. I'm not going to lie to you. I knew Jadavion Clowney was probably going to end up not being as good as everybody wanted him to be. I, I'm going to tell you why. That one play that he made against the Nora Robinson in college when he when he knocked his helmet off, right? That was the one play people were showing over and over and over again. In his last year at South Carolina, he phoned it in. He quit. He gave up. You know what I'm saying? Like he he really gave up. He really quit. He was like, I'm, I'm just going to phone it in, right? That that speaks volumes about a guy. 
Like that speaks volumes. If, if, even if you know that you're going to the NFL draft, even if you know for a fact that you're going to be the first pick overall, you should go out there and give it your all regardless. And I just thought that that was very, very alarming that he can turn it on and turn it off like that. When I look at players like him and Dominican Sue, even though I like him, much respect to him, he went to LSU, Leonard Fournette, I, I question those type of guys. I, I think that Leonard Fournette getting released by Jacksonville woke him up because for a long time he was always the best. He was always the guy. It was times at LSU I feel like he didn't run his hardest. When games that used to matter against Alabama, he didn't play his best. But when you're playing against Ole Miss, you're running dudes over and, and you know what I'm saying, and all that kind of stuff. You should have it on every single game. If you don't, I don't care how great you are. I don't care how, how Mel Kuyper, Ty Mache projecting you. If you're turning it on and off like that, that speaks volumes to me. And honestly, I, I don't want you on my team. I don't. I don't care if you're bench pressing 225 80 times. I don't care if, you know what I'm saying, like you, you break it through the middle, you know what I'm saying, on the edge, all in college. If you're phoning it in, if you're giving up on plays, if you're not trying to stick your head in for the fumble, if you're not trying to jump up to try to bat the ball down, if you're, you know what I'm saying, like doing all these stupid things, you know what I'm saying, that, that don't have anything to do with making yourself better, I ain't got no time for you. I would rather take the guy with a lot of heart, a lot of passion, a guy that I can coach up, and a guy that's, that's standing there looking attentively as I'm telling him what to do because that guy right there telling me that he wants to be the best. And you have a lot of these guys that ended up uh, falling out because they're always known as being the best. And then when they go to the NFL, when coaches and organizations require them to live up to that potential, they can't do anything about it. So that's why I like, I didn't go crazy when Jadavion Clowney was a free agent and the Saints wanted to get him. I was kind of happy that things kind of fell through because look what Trey Hendrickson did. Trey Hendrickson, you know what I'm saying? A guy who had a troubled pass, right, at, at Florida Atlantic, fell in the draft, but at the same time, dared to be great for one year. And people are like, well, you know, there was double teaming camp, so that, that means that he was winning his matchup. And look at him. Now he's out there with a big contract in Cincinnati. You can tell a lot from a player the way that they're playing away from the football. You can tell a lot from a player when they're running, you know what I'm saying? Like you ever notice like those players, like when they kick the ball, you know what I'm saying, for a kickoff and they run all the way through the end zone. Do they have to do that? No. You know what I'm saying? But that's finishing strong, playing to the whistle blow. Those are the type of players I want. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about the name on the back so much. What I care about is a guy going out there and giving his all. Because if he's going to give his all every Sunday, that means he's going to give his all to the organization and, and to the fans that, that appreciate watching. So forget forget a name. I can care less. Marshawn turns it on and off. And that's another thing. That's, that's what separates Marshawn from being, you know what I'm saying, borderline elite. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what, that's what, that what separates him. And for the first time this past season, you know what I'm saying? When Malcolm Jenkins questioned his heart, he played every single game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, after that Vegas game, you did not you did not question 
Marshawn Lattimore's ability at all after that. He gave it his all every single game regardless. You know what I'm saying? He was out there. When Malcolm Jenkins went to him, you know what I'm saying, in that press conference and said, yeah, that's good, you know what I'm saying, but what, what's going to happen when you're not going up against stiff competition every year? You know what I'm saying? I mean, every game. He questioned his heart. So you want those type of players, you know what I'm saying? But that's what separates you from being good and being great. And I didn't say, now, don't get me wrong. I didn't say that was going to cause you to be out of the league. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is it's going to cost you from getting those type of opportunities. You're going to always be in a league because of who you are. And people fall in love with that potential. But you're not going to live up to that potential. And I'm saying as a as a guy, as a, a general manager, as a guy, as a, as a front office guy, if I'm evaluating talent, I'm going to second guess and raise an eyebrow. Can I trust this guy to be a part of my organization? Can I trust this guy when it's time to turn up? Is he going to turn up? Is he, you know what I'm saying? And when it's not necessarily a, a Julio or, a, a, or a Mike Evans or, or, you know what I'm saying, or, or some of these other elite uh, wide receivers, is he going to do it? Can I trust this guy to make that tack on the backfield? Or if he going to whiff on the tack? You know, like that kind of stuff comes into question. Thank you, guys. Uh, guy to test to take. Have a good day. Yeah, we're about to wrap it up, uh, John. Appreciate it, man. And Rob says, uh, what's the word on our new DB coach? Uh, are you talking about uh, Chris Rashard? Man, probably one of the best uh, secondary coaches that you're going to find, man. Like, you don't get no better than that. He's uh, the mastermind behind the Legion of Boom. Uh, he's one of the main reasons why the Legion of Boom was so successful uh, when they were in their prime. So I'm glad that he's a part of the team. Cloudy got one year, 10 million with the Browns. Good luck with that. He's getting that bag, but is uh, that going to show up on the field on Sundays though? I never seen a guy make so much money off just pure potential and never been seen. Like I'm serious, man. I, I, I never seen a guy make so much money off a few plays. Like it, it's, it's amazing to me how this guy just like, Man, I, I got to applaud his agent, you know what I'm saying? Because his agent, my goodness, you know what I'm saying? Like, smoke, you know what I'm saying? Smoke and mirrors, my goodness, you know what I'm saying? Like, the smoke and mirrors show that is Jadavion Clowney, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just amazing to me. Like, this guy always get the bag, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with the Saints, the Saints trying to move heaven and earth for a guy that ain't never had double-digit sacks. And play it opposite. Like, I can't believe people don't take this into account. This guy played opposite of arguably the greatest defensive end in National Football League history. Like, J.J. Watt going to go down as being one of the top five best pass rushers of all time, probably. He played opposite of this dude, and he couldn't get double-digit sacks. You know J.J. Watt was going to get double-covered. Triple-covered even uh, sometimes. And you still couldn't get double-digit six? My goodness, man. Like I said, the, the agent this dude have to make these organizations believe what they're going to get. This dude, I think he made about $12 million for the Titans, didn't have a sack, right? Every time this dude hit the field, bro, every time this dude hit the field, you know what I'm saying, you think that you're going to see something, but all you get is this.
I mean, every time, man, that's, that's all you hear, man. That's all I think about every time I see that dude, man. Every t- so, yeah. Every time. Every time the boy at the field. Man, but uh, thank you all very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for spending your day, evening, uh, morning, night, whenever you're checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much. State of the Saints podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. Uh, also, uh, Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Um, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, thank you to all of those that are supporters and uh, of the State of Saints podcast, the ones that are members of the State of Saints podcast support team on YouTube. There is a video that I am uploading immediately following uh, this live episode to all the supporters out there. And I'm talking about uh, the, uh, the Saints and should they you know, make some moves to acquire a certain cornerback. So for all my supporters out there, you'll be able to check out that exclusive episode of the State of the Saints podcast. And if you're not a supporter, uh, please click the link and find out how you can become one. Thank you all so much. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?